The title of my sermon is called Jesus is Coming Soon. Jesus is coming soon. Amen? Amen. This world in which we live in, this day and age, the devil is running wild as he is having his day. The churches are empty by the droves. People are more self-centered than ever. Not only do we live in a now generation... But we live in a me generation. My wife and I were talking a little bit about that this morning. We not only live in a now, now, now. Everything's got to be now, now, now. But it's all about me, me, me. It's terrible. The demons are gloating. The oppressed are overcome. The depression gets deeper. And we turn to everything else but God for answers. It's true. We turn to everything else but God for answers. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 14 says this. It says, Therefore the grave enlarges its appetite. Opens its mouth wide. Without limit, into it descends their nobles and masses with their brawlers and revelers. You know what the grave is? Hell. Here, I want a piece of that gum. Since you're dishing it out and passing it around. Oh. The grave is hell. Isn't it? Who descended into the grave and into the hell and took the keys of hell? That is Jesus. The grave is also referred to as hell or shoal in the the Bible. Therefore the grave, therefore hell, you can substitute hell, enlarges its appetite and opens its mouth wide without limits. Hell... He's opened its mouth. It's enlarging. That's exactly what is happening in this world. The world tells you there is no limits. There are no limits as it devours you into the grave. Into a trap of deception. Even Jesus said it this way. In Matthew chapter 7 verse 13 through 14. He said enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Didn't he? Just like Isaiah said. The grave or hell. Opens its its mouth wide without limits. Jesus said the same thing, basically. He said, why is the road that leads to destruction? And many enter through it. 
But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Pretty scary, isn't it? There are only two paths to follow in this life. There are only two paths that we can follow in this life, and one leads to paradise, and the other one leads to hell. And I'm going to tell you, hell is a major highway. Hell is a major highway. And it's offering excellent road conditions. There are no delays. There are no traffic jams. It's like being on the Autobahn, where you can go as fast as you possibly can. Without any limits. It's like what Isaiah said in chapter 5. It's expanding. That highway is expanding. The demons are working overtime. Repaving it nice and smooth for you. Filling every pothole. Making sure there are no exit ramps. It's only a one-way ticket. And they're expanding the freeway. From a five lane to a six lane to a super highway. And it says, speed limits, no limitations. Go as fast as you possibly can. There are no limits. There are no rules on this highway. Your destination is straight ahead. That's exactly what is happening in the world today. People are on that highway. And they get on that highway and they get going with the flow of traffic, which is the flow of the world, which is at breakneck speeds. We cannot keep up. You cannot keep up with what the world and how fast the world is going right now. You cannot keep up with technology and how fast it is expanding. You cannot keep up. You cannot keep pace. We try and try and try and try and try. And to fail every time. I actually want to go back to Isaiah chapter 5. And I'm going to read to you from verse 8 to 30. I believe it is. There's my brother-in-law Bill right there. God bless him. He's in heaven. I see him every time I open up my Bible. Five, uh, Isaiah chapter 5, verses 8 through 30. It says, Woe to you who add house to house and join field to field until there is no space left. And you live alone in the land. Think about that. Woe to you. To me, that's, that's like hoarding. Keeping things all 
gathering up as much as you possibly can. The Lord Almighty has declared in my hearing, surely the great houses will become desolate. The fine mansions left without occupants. A ten-acre vineyard will produce only a bath of wine. A homer of seed, only an ephah of grain. Woe to those who rise early in the morning and run after their drinks, who stay up late at night till they are inflamed with wine. They have harps and lyres at their banquets, tambourines and flutes and wine, but they have no regard for the deeds of the Lord. Sounds like some of them big Hollywood parties, doesn't it? Sounds like some of those things you might see on TV. Some of the things that might happen right around you with your friends and family members. Woe to those. They have no regard over the deeds of the Lord. In other words, they have no limitations. They have no moral standards. Or absolutes. They have no respect for the work of his hands. That's true to this day, isn't it? They have no respect for the work of the Lord's hands. Look at what the Lord did in six days. He created the whole earth, the universe, and everything that is in it, and everything you can see around you. He says, therefore, my people will go into exile for lack, of, for lack of understanding. Their men of rank will die of hunger. And their masses will be parched with thirst. Therefore, the grave enlarges its appetite. And opens its mouth without limit. Into it will descend their nobles and masses with all their brawlers and revelers. So man will be brought low and mankind humbled. The eyes of the arrogant humbled. But the Lord Almighty will, exalt, will be exalted by his justice. And the Holy One will show himself holy by his righteousness. The sheep will graze in their own pastures. Lambs will feed among the ruins of the rich. Woe to those who draw sin along with cords of deceit and wickedness as with cart ropes. To those who say, let God hurry. Let him hasten his work so we may see it. Let it approach. Let the plan of the Holy One of Israel come so we may know it. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes at drinking wine. And champions of mixing drinks. Who acquit the guilty for a bribe 
but deny justice to the innocent. Therefore, as tongues of fire lick up straw, and as dry grass sinks down into the flames, so their roots will decay. Their flowers blow away like dust. For they have rejected the law of the Lord Almighty, and they have spurned the word of the Holy One of Israel. The world has spurned the word, hasn't it? The word is the Bible. And they're doing everything to destroy it. They have been doing it for a very long time. Since 1970s. And you can tell by what's going on in the world. That it's a godless generation. Therefore, the Lord's anger burns against his people. His hand is raised and he strikes them down. The mountains shake and the dead bodies are like refuse in the streets. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. He lifts up a banner for the distant nations. He whistles, whistles, whistles for those at the ends of the earth. Here they come, swiftly and speedily. Not one of them grows tired or stumbles. Not one slumbers or sleeps. Not a belt loosened at his waist. Not a sandal thong is broken. Their arrows are sharp. All their bows are strung. Their horses' hoofs seem like flint. Their chariot wheels like a whirlwind. Their war is like that of a lion. They roar like young lions, growling as they seize their prey. And they carry it off with no one to rescue. Who roars like a lion? Who goes around prowling looking for somebody to devour? The devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour, the Bible tells us. In that day they will roar over it, like the roaring of the sea. And if one looks at the land, he will see darkness and distress. Even the light will be darkened by the clouds. Even the light will be darkened by the clouds. That sounds like a terrible day, doesn't it? For for the Lord's judgment is coming upon this world. Jesus is coming soon. And it's not just happening to those that are in the world. It's happening to those that are in the church. It's happening in our very churches. Jesus also told us and he warned us in Matthew 24, verse 24. This is what he said. He said, for false Christ and false prophets appear and perform great signs and miracles to deceive even the elect. It's happening right in our church, right in the churches. The deception of the devil is so strong that it deceives even the elect. That's why we have to be on guard 
on watch constantly. That's why we have to discern. There are false prophets out there that are deceiving people by the droves, preaching that everything's going to be great and wonderful and you're going to be fine and just, it's all wrong. The Bible tells us one thing. And that is, life is not always easy when you're a Christian. And you need to trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind and all your strength, and all your understanding. Don't trust in anything else. It's a lie and a deception. But trust in God, and He will make your path straight. Jesus said, see, I have even told you all of this ahead of time. Jesus warns us that these things are going to happen. He tells us that there are going to be false prophets in the end days that are going to deceive many. And they're going to take them down that that huge road, that highway to hell, as ACDC sings of it. They're on a highway to hell. And you know what's sad is they're proud of it. They brag of it. And I guarantee you when they get to their destination, they won't be too proud then. They will try to turn around, but it'll be too late. It'll be too late. Jesus clearly warns us of his second coming. Actually, yeah, of his coming. He tells us ahead of time. So that we will be able to, he tells us this because he loves us, church. He tells us all these things because he doesn't want to see you on that road. He wants to see you on that narrow path. That leads to life. That leads to him. Narrow is the path that leads to life. And only a few find it. And you know what's scary is that Jesus even tells us all about that. He tells us that, yeah, there's going to be many that are going to hell. But there's only going to be a few that are going to heaven. So we need to be on that narrow path. He tells us that in advance. So that we can be prepared. So that we can recognize it. So that we can take our stand against the enemy. Do you know there have been reports of people picking up hitchhikers? And I I believe this has been going on for a long time. But recently, this happened not too long ago, that this couple picked up a hitchhiker. And the hitchhiker, when he got in, said, The Lord is coming soon. Get prepared. And when they turned around to look at him, he was gone. Disappeared in their own car. There's been other reports of angels going through rooms and going into families' homes 
saying, the Lord is coming soon, get prepared. Pretty incredible. These are warnings of the Lord's coming. Jesus is coming soon. I want to read to you and I'll close with this. Is Psalms 37. This is a good psalm to get your minds wrapped around when the world comes knocking at your door. When the world comes tempting you with all things. Even King David struggled with what his neighbor had and he didn't. And he wrote about it. It says, do not fret because of evil men or be envious of those who do wrong. For like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires Of your heart. Think about that. Trust in the Lord and do good. Trust in the Lord and do good. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't fret over evil men. Or be envious of them. Of those who do wrong. But trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Let me ask you, when is the last time you've really delighted yourself in the Lord? When is the last time that you really delighted yourself in the Lord? When is the last time that you took delight in reading His Word? That you took delight in prayer? That you took delight in worship? We have been created for prayer and for worship, correct? We have been created for prayer and for worship. When is the last time have we delighted in the Lord? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him, and He will do this. He will make your righteousness shine like the dawn, the justice of your cause like the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. That's powerful right there. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. That's almost impossible for this generation to be still. When it's a now, 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 me, me, me generation. We don't want to wait. We want the answer like that. We want to stay busy. We've got to keep moving forward, pressing in. Trust me, this is the Lord speaking to me too. Probably mainly for me. This is mainly probably for me. (laughs) But it's true. 
Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when men succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret, it leads only to evil. When we're fretting, we're not trusting, are we? When we're not trusting God, then we're trusting in ourselves or others. For evil men will be cut off, but those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found, but the meek will inherit the land and enjoy great peace. The wicked plot against the righteous and gnash their teeth at them. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he knows their day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend the bow, bring down the poor and needy to slay those whose ways are upright. But their sword will pierce their own hearts, and their bows will be broken. Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of many wicked. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, church? Better the little that the righteous have than the wealth of the wicked. It's better to have righteousness and little than have a whole lot and be wicked. For the Lord upholds the righteous. The days of the blameless are known to the Lord. And their inheritance will endure forever. In times of disaster, they will not wither. In days of famine, they will enjoy plenty. But the wicked will perish. The Lord's enemies will be like the beauty of the fields that will vanish. Vanish like smoke. The wicked borrow and do not repay, but the righteous give generously. Those the Lord blesses will inherit the land, but those he curses will be cut off. If the Lord delights in a man's ways, he makes his steps firm. Though they stumble, though he stumble, he will not fail or fall, excuse me. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. I was young, now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or the children begging bread. They are always generous and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. Turn from evil and do good. Then you will dwell in the land forever. For the Lord loves the just and will not forsake his faithful ones. They will be protected forever. But the offspring of the wicked will be cut off. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom. And his tongue speaks what is just. The law of the God is in his heart. His feet do not slip. 
The law of God is in his heart. The law of God is in his heart. His feet do not slip. We need the law of the Lord in our hearts so we won't slip. We need to meditate on it day and night. The wicked lie in wait for the righteous, seeking their lives. But the Lord will not leave them in their power or let them be condemned when brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his ways. He will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, you will see it. I have seen a wicked and ruthless man flourishing like a green tree in its native soil. And we've all seen this all around us. We've seen wicked people flourish. Millionaires, billionaires. All around the world. But the Lord said, soon. But he soon passed away and was no more. Though I looked for him, he could not be found. Consider the blameless. Observe the upright. There is a future for the man of peace. But all sinners will be destroyed. The future of the wicked will be cut off. The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is the stronghold in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. Church, we need to do that. We need to take refuge in the Lord. We need to trust in Him with all our hearts. Don't worry. Don't worry about the way of the world. Don't get caught on its highway to hell. But stay on the narrow path. Don't trust in man, but trust in God. All your days, you young ones that are growing up, trust in the Lord. All your days, and he will make your path straight. He will make your righteousness shine like the new day. He will protect you. He will be a shield in a time of trouble. He will be your stronghold. He is your sure foundation, a solid rock on which to stand all other ground is sinking sand. Stay close to the Lord all the days of your life, and he promises to stay close to you and to uphold you. He said in his word that he will not let you stumble or fall, but he will uphold you with his right hand. Remember these things. Pass them on to your children's children. Be wise in all your ways. Live a godly life. Live a life that is good. Amen? Because with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. And a thousand years is like a day for the Lord. He will see you. He watches over you. He cares for you. And he loves you. He will not give you a snake. Amen? Amen. Let's stand for the blessing.
book of memory, opened right up to it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. Lord, we trust you with all we are and all we have and all we do. And Lord, we pray that, Lord, that you would bless us and that you would keep us. That, Lord, you would make your face shine upon us and be gracious to us. That, Lord, that you would turn your face toward us and that you would give us peace on all sides. And, Lord, that we would trust you with everything we are, everything that we'll ever be, and everything that we'll ever have. Lord God, because everything good comes from you. And, Lord, we want to be on that narrow path. Lord, not on that highway. Let us not get caught up in the traps of the devil that deceives us, that's deceiving even the elect in the church. But let us turn to you, Lord God, with all our mind, all our strength, all our heart. And I pray this, I pray your blessings over your people that are here today, that you would bless them abundantly. And bless those that couldn't make it, Lord God, and be with them. And Lord, I pray that you would speak to us throughout this week. And Lord God, that we would give you glory and praise in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.